Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. This is Chelsea on Ched. Glad to be here with you in the afternoon and glad to have you joining me, Ched Nation. Uh, we've had a lot of different conversations this afternoon. Uh, I love that you've been weighing in on so many of them. 780-496-0063. Let me know if this one resonates with you because we know that advertisers try to elicit some type of emotion when they advertise to us. I think most people see through that, you know, luxury brands that try to make us feel some sense of elitism and sell sort of this aspirational lifestyle. But what about brands that capitalize on our loneliness? It's it's something that is really growing in popularity with more and more people experiencing social isolation. And it's being studied right here in our city. Kyle Murray is the study co-author uh, that explored this. Uh, the Stanley A. Milner, he's, excuse me, a Stanley A. Milner professor and dean of the Alberta School of Business. Uh, Kyle, thank you so much for making the time. Yeah, happy to be here. So, you know, I had to do a double take on uh, on this article about your study because it it looks at first like this would read from something in 2020. It says as, so as social isolation grows, people will increasingly build relationships with products that provide an emotional glow. Are we still experiencing social isolation and it's still growing in 2023? Can you clarify that? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, if you look at sort of longer-term historical standards, in the 1970s, about 11% of people reported feeling chronically lonely, and in the 80s, it was about 20%, and by 2010, it was 40%, and that's sort of where we plateaued. Um, even among young people, about one in four people between 15 and 24 say they feel lonely um, all or often all the time or often so um yeah it's it's something that's been growing for decades now and is um is common in, in our society so there's a real market here to capitalize on when it comes to advertisers and when it comes to when it comes to products it's really interesting how you studied this because it started with a game called cyberball can you explain and take us back how how you were able to study this area sure so so um i, I mean I'll, I'll tell you that i was pretty skeptical about this working at all. Uh, it was a PhD student of mine at the time who's now a professor uh, in New York and and she had this intuition that um, lonely people would move towards or feel uh, a preference for um, certain types of brands. And one of the initial things we had to figure out was, well, if, if we want to be able to do this in a controlled study, we have to be able to manipulate loneliness. So how do we make people feel kind of lonely or excluded for you know a 10 or 20 minute study uh, and it turns out there's this game called cyberball that you mentioned that um, has been used many times it's a really simple game it's just, you know basic graphics on a computer there's uh, three players there's you and two other players and you throw the ball to them and they throw the ball around and back to you and there's two approaches one was you throw the ball to them and they never throw it back to you. They just throw it to each other. Okay. Or the other group, you throw it to them and they throw it to each other and to you and back and forth. I didn't think that would actually uh, work, to be honest, um, but then I tried it. And it's funny how quickly you feel excluded from the group when they don't throw the ball back. So that's, that's how we, uh, within the study, made people feel excluded for a very short period of time. That doesn't last very long. But for the purposes of the study, it, it makes you feel lonely, much like you would if, if you felt chronically lonely. So you make these people feel some sense of exclusion. You make them feel a little bit lonely. And then what? How does that tie into what brands they're drawn to? Yeah. 
So, so the initial study that we did was we looked at a, one group that was lonely and one group that didn't feel so lonely, and we had a, a number of questions we asked them and included measures of loneliness. And at the end of the study, we said, you know, thank you for participating. Um, as you're leaving, you can take one of these gifts, gift bags. And one was a gift bag from Tide, and had Tide detergent in it and some other things. And the other was a gift bag from Snuggle, and it had Snuggle detergent in it and some other Snuggle things. So. Um, what uh, we'd predicted, or what the P our PhD student at the time had predicted, was that students, uh, the, the participants in the study, would prefer snuggle when they felt lonely and prefer tide um, when they didn't. And that's what we found. Uh, much to my surprise, um, there's a lar much stronger preference for snuggle among people who feel lonely. So these brands that have these sort of cutesy, warm characters are are actually ones that we will purchase if we feel lonely. So where where do you see this going? What does this mean for for the market of advertising and for brands as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I think this is this is a surprise to a lot of people that that it's it's such a strong effect. Um, it, it's so strong that in one of our studies, we told people, essentially, like, this won't clean your clothes. Um, and still, they, they have a preference for snuggle over tide uh, when, when they're excluded. So, yeah, it's, it's a really pervasive kind of effect. And we looked at other types of brands that were also warmer, um, seem more like they're your friends, more like they connect with you. And what we found is a, a much um, higher percentage of, of people when they're lonely are going to choose those warm, warm brands. And so where, where, do, where, do the, where do we go from here? Well, I, I think one of the things that we're looking at now and one of the things that people are asking questions about is, um, is this a way to compensate for loneliness? Mm -hmm. Does it work? So does buying Snuggle make you less lonely? Um, and those, that research is ongoing, but it, at this point, it seems like it probably doesn't. It might in the short term. So you might initially feel a little bit better if you buy the brand that has the snuggly bear on it or if you um, make a choice of something that seems a little more friendly. Um, but ultimately, you really do need to, to solve loneliness. You do need to connect better with other people. Yeah, I mean, it really it begs the question about how much of an effect is this really has on a consumer. And I mean, how conscious we are of this sort of easing that burden of loneliness when we make our purchases. But it, I, it definitely brings the, brings up the term retail therapy to my mind when it comes to the things that we choose, the items that we choose. And it's really concerning if we're talking about this growing trend in isolation and loneliness. I mean, I think brands certainly have an area to tap into here, but it's also really concerning when we think about just our our world in general what do you think this says about our our society and this this our, our state of mind well i think it does say that a lot of us feel excluded and don't have the social relationships that we'd like to have um and we we try to compensate for that uh, through other means and, and sometimes it is spending it's buy, buying things um being more material as a way of of trying to feel or alleviate that feeling of loneliness a little um, we looked at another data set recently on people spending on pets, and what we find is lonely people spend about 50 to 70% more on their pets hmm. than um, people who are less lonely. And again, can kind of be seen as a way of trying to compensate um, for a lack of uh, sufficient social relationships with other people by trying to fill that in some other way. Does, so does your area of study then expand beyond that? Do people purchase, maybe not just for pets, but for, for other people in general, maybe purchasing gifts or maybe even purchasing items for themselves? Is that also something that is related to this to, to sort of make you feel a little yeah. bit more included? 
some other researchers have looked at those questions and, and found things like um, we're more likely to spend money on nostalgic brands when we feel lonely, mm -hmm. so things from our past. Uh, and also that we're more likely to, to engage in pro-social spending, so we're more likely to give money to charity or to um, uh, pro-social causes, environmental causes, um, when, when we feel lonely. Um, but for, for the most part, those things don't actually work. What you really need is to connect with people. Where do you want this uh, this information to take you, or or how do you want this to land with people? Where do you see this going? Well, I, I think yeah, we're sort of early days, and this is one of the first uh, papers to come out of my lab and looking at loneliness in general. And I think uh, you know what I'm interested in is um, if we do have this high level of loneliness in Canada and, and in many parts of the world, and in Canada, I think in 2016, we passed the, um, uh, the, the most prominent household type in the country became um, single-person households. So, you know, we're, we're kind of an increasingly isolated um, and lonely society, and the pandemic probably made that worse for a lot of people. Um, so I'm interested in maybe how can we compensate for that? What are the best ways to alleviate loneliness? Um, I don't think uh, material spending works very well. We have some maybe more work to do to to finalize that uh, that conclusion. But uh, how else can we better connect with other people? And and some of that might be around, um, you know, like you said, retail therapy. Maybe some of it is shopping with other people or um, finding activities you can do to connect. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the conclusion that's not going to surprise most people is if you want to alleviate loneliness, you have to make an effort to to meet other people. Mm -hmm. Kyle, thank you so much for making the time. Um, great study, uh, really interesting work. Oh, thank you for having me on. Kyle Murray is uh, this study's co-author uh, and a Stanley A. Milner professor and dean of the Alberta School of Business, uh, where they did a study that suggests that brands that evoke the warm fuzzy fuzzies with sort of cutesy warm characters uh, hit the mark with lonely consumers. And the uh, the evidence would suggest that there are a lot more lonely consumers than uh, than we might realize.